Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, we thank you for the privilege to hear your word. Your word is the most central thing in our lives. We pray that give us understanding, give us illumination, give us revelation, give us insights into chambers of your word which no man can take us into. Lord, as I teach your word, I submit myself under divine influence, under the Holy Spirit's influence. Spirit of God, use me to deliver your word. Use me to open the eyes of the blind. Use me to bring enlightenment to your people. Use me to bring illumination. And as I teach your word, let sicknesses go. Let confusion leave. Let problems leave. Let the devil back off. Let your name be glorified. Let your people be edified. And let the devil be terrified. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone who believes shout amen. Amen. Give the Lord a big shout as you take your seat. Hallelujah. I, I actually, for your information, you, you may not know that, but I probably have to tell you, I actually am looking forward to preaching. <laughs> I feel like preaching. The greatest thing, or the, the, the best thing you ever need in your life is blessing. Someone say blessing. blessing. Watch this. God and in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2, the earth was without form and void. And God said, and the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the deep, and God said, let there be light. And there was. And God saw the light was good. And God said, let there be. And God kept saying, let there be. Let there be. And there was. Let there be. And there was. Let there be. And then God, in the verse 26 of, of, of Genesis, Bible says that, and God said, let us, the self-existent, self-contained community, let us. Um, a lot of people have major problem, especially people of who attempt to be religious and try to understand Christianity from a religious point of view, <laughs> from, from, from an academic point of view or an intellectual point of view. You will miss it. You will miss it. A woman may be able to explain to you, for you to understand as a man, what, how it feels like to be in labor. You can have an idea because maybe if you're not feeling it, she can take something and hit your leg and make you feel the pain. You see the way the pain is? Yeah, this, so it can give you an idea. But no, no, no amount of intellectual explanation can help you to conceptualize what 
God actually is. Now, I know, let me just digress a little bit. I know that God is, there's a similarity between God and us because the Bible says that, and God said, let us create man, let us make man in our own image. Verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. So God, God created, God made man in his image. So that stands to imply that there is a way in which we look like God. There must definitely be some similarity between us and God because he created us in his image. So theologians put it this way, God is not utterly dissimilar. Because if God is utterly dissimilar, there is no way you can use any human terminology or anthropomorphic language. That's, it. That's what it means, human terminology. There's no way you can use anthropomorphic terms to explain God because anything in our frame of reference is totally different from God's reality. So, our frame of reference, our scope of, or the, the scope of our frame of reference does not extend to anything that can enc encapsulate or capture God. Does that make sense? But because God has created us in, in his image, he has left some things that, so that through those things we can have an idea what God is like. So to a certain extent, intellectually, just on the intellectual level, you, you are able to have an idea that God is. So Romans chapter 1 verse 18, he says that the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen by creation. For the, okay, verse, the next verse, eight, verse 19. For since the creation of the world, his, say invisible. invisible. I can't hear you. Invisible. Louder. The, that means, what's the meaning of invisible? Cannot be seen. So, the invisible attributes, attributes, okay, attributes are characteristics. Mannerism, the way he is like, okay. He's, you can't see it as man, but the invisible, watch this, when people say, I don't believe there is God, they have just decided to, not to engage their brains. Because, listen, the Bible says, are obscurely seen, are vaguely seen, clearly seen. You can see it. It can be seen by anyone who decides to engage their brains. Pastor Frank met a, gent uh, a gentleman or a lady last two weeks and they said, I don't believe. I don't believe that all this whole thing about creation, and I don't believe that. And Pastor Frank said, so do you believe that um, everything that exists came out of nothing and just was there. He said, uh, whether it came, it might have come out of something, but I just choose, I, I don't believe, I just, I know it came out of nothing. I mean, I, that's actually bizarre or preposterous to assume that everything, some, something can come out of nothing. It's actually intellectual abuse. Yes, for you to assume that, Something can come out of nothing. All right? Because when you look at, I keep saying this, when you look at your shoes, it tells you God exists. When you look at your car, it's a reflection that God, because it came from somewhere. Have you ever seen a car without a manufacturer? Oh, come on. 
The clothes you, you are wearing, at a point in time, someone made them. No, I don't believe my grandfather gave it to me. No, even before I got to your grandfather, someone still made them. <laughs> so to a certain extent now, so God is not utterly dissimilar. That's the way he's like us. And so he has left traces on earth or in, in human in human level or in the intellectual realm or in the physical realm for us to be able to see that there is God. But to actually know him, to know him, because, you know, when I see the prime minister, I know this is the prime minister. Oh, this is our prime minister. But you know, I don't know her. You don't know her unless you've lived with her. You don't know her the way the husband knows her. Or the way the close allies know her. So the point I'm making here is that you can know about something and you know that's true, the person exists, but it doesn't mean you know the person. And so nobody can clearly explain God to you on the intellectual level because I've come down. I just Because according to John chapter 4, it says, it says God is a spirit. You want me to tell you God? That's where we have to start from. God is a spirit. So for you to ask me to define God to you, you must be spiritual or your spiritual senses must be alert or must be alive to be able to get, because you are in the natural realm and you are expecting me to tell you things about the spiritual realm. God is a spirit. Let's all say that together. God is a spirit. So there is, there is, or there are spiritual realities. People say, I don't believe in. I don't. You don't have to believe it for it to be real. No. Your believing only connects you to the reality. But your unbelief doesn't change the reality. That's very interesting. All right. Having said that, that great, when God created man, Bible says that in verse 26, let us, so when they talk about the Trinity and how I can't understand God, and then we said, let us. But how can God be one? The problem of Islam is that how can you say God is three in one? They, they, how? You can, it's, 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 no, how can, you, how can you say God is three in one? You, you Christians worship three gods. Polytheism. That's what they will tell you. That is it, it, ignorance. At display. Bible says God is one. But this one God, when he was about to make man, he said, let us. Let us. Who are the us? Himself. He's an us. That is why, watch this, that is why God can be love. Because love can never exist when there's only one person. Love. You have to relate to someone and extend towards someone. So when God is love, before he created anything, he's love. That means he's the self-contained community. He himself is an ass, and love exists within him. Yeah. The Trinity. Let's just, let us create man in our own image, after our uh, like, uh, image and like, Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, um, 26. And Bible says that, and God made man. Like, I like, but the way I'm driving towards it, when God, okay, let's look at verse 27. So let's all read it. Is it okay we all read it aloud? Let's go. In his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female created him.
It's very interesting. This text is very loaded, you know. God, God created man, no men. Watch this. Yes, yes. God, created, God has always had an interest in working with one, not many. Okay. Well, that's why I said we are one new man. So the body of Christ, we are, we are not churches. We are the church. <laughs> so maybe another church may be meeting another church. Christian church. There are different types of church, okay? I'm talking about Christian church who believe fully in the Bible as God's, God's word and they are born again. They may be meeting next door. We are having a meeting here, they may, but we are all one. Those who are meeting in China at the moment, we are still one with them. Those who are meeting in Japan, we are one. America, we are one. Uh, Scotland, we are one. Everywhere, in other parts of London, Oaken Road, we are one. Yes, that, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. It, it, it's, it's, the body of Christ has, the, the boundaries cannot be defined by human limitations. We are one, including Peter, including Paul. I'm talking about Paul of history, 2,000 years ago, including Peter, including Paul, including John, including Mary, the natural mother of Jesus. She's also one of us. She's a member. It's, it's a huge family. Huge family. And those who are dead. And so when we come together, the Bible says that we have come to the spirit of just men made perfect. They are still, they are, they are, it's not like they are here like ghosts. It's not like they are here like ghosts. But it's their spirits. They are Christian spirits. Because, watch this. The church is Christ in you, Christ in me, Christ in you, Christ in her, Christ in him. That's what the church is. So if Christ is in her and she goes to be with the Lord, or she, let me use the normal language, she dies, God forbid, she still is part of the body. So we are one. I'm connected to her. Listen, you have to know this. I've said it. The, the union we share as Christians is an organic union. The life that flows, watch this, eh? the life that flows in you as a Christian is the same life that flows in me. It's the same life. So we have one shared life. That's what, that's what it is about. We have one shared life. So you, that's why color does not matter. Race does not matter. So, Bible said that in the church, there's no Greek, there's no Jew. There is no male, there's no female. There's no slave, there's no uh, uh, free. So, so whether employed or unemployed, whether a male or female, these are the major human demarcations. Okay, so race, racial demarcation, Jew or Gentile. He said in the church, it doesn't matter. There's no Jew, there's no Gentile. Okay, let's take it. Male or female. He said in the church, there's no, there's no male or female. Galatians chapter 2, verse 28, 29. There's no male or female. And then, okay, what's the next one? Employed or unemployed or slave or free. He said in the social status doesn't matter. So you see, there is, let's already allow. Loud! No, 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 I don't hear you. Louder! Male of for what? For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Shout hallelujah. So when you come to church, don't bring your certificate. It's not necessary. We don't need it. Don't bring your flat or your house. Don't bring your status. It is not necessary. We don't need to know. Don't bring it here. Don't bring your Jaguar. We don't need it. Don't bring your message. Don't bring your Lamborghini Countach. We don't need it. 
It is not necessary. It's just like you go to the hospital and you say, don't you know the kind of car I drive? And so what has that got to do with your treatment? <laughs> See, the car, you know, I wear Louis Vuitton. Excuse me, what has that got to do with your medical treatment? The MRI scan does not know what car you drive. <laughs> so, in, in Christ, we are serious. And how can someone in the world understand this? How, how can you conceptualize it? People who are dead, my great-great-grandfather, if he was in Christ, he's still part of us as one body. We are gloriously heterogeneous. Many but one. Many members but one body. Many members. So everyone who will become a Christian after this time, for the next 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, is still one of us. That's the church. And Bible says, God created man in his image. He didn't create men. He created man in his image. Okay. So, and so God created, put it on the screen, please. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Watch this. Created, in the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. Do you know, when it was time for Adam to find a wife, Bible said God put him to sleep. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 and 19, 20. God put him to sleep and opened his side, his side and pulled out a rib and turned it into a woman. So that means that, and guess what? The entire humanity came from one man, Adam. When God was creating Adam, you were inside. We were all inside. Where did you come from? By obvious, you trace it somewhere. One. We are all inside him. But God created one. So that's why the church is also one new man. Watch this, verse 28. When he has finished creating man, guess what he did? The first thing God ever did for man, and God blessed them. Let's all say that together. I, I don't hear you. Then, louder. Sorry, I made a mistake. If you don't believe in blessing, don't say it. Okay. Let's say it together. And God One more time. And God One more time. And God Bible says that when God created man, when he finished, the first thing is not to give him a house. Not to give him a wife or a husband. Those of you who are desperate for... Uh, this. <laughs> Hey. The first thing God gave man when he created him was not a job. What did he do for him? He blessed him because the blessing will bring all those other ones. So, if I were you, I would look for blessings. Because once, once you are blessed, life comes under your command. Once you are blessed, things work for you in spite of where things are not working. Things may not be working till you show up. <laughs> things may not be working somewhere till you show up. Everything begins to work. Why? Because a blessed man has come around. A blessed woman has come around. If I were you, I would lift up my hand and shout, I am blessed. The power of blessings. 
That's what I'm talking about today. The power of blessings. The power of blessings. Listen, the one who is blessed will have an upper hand any day, any time over anybody. Anybody. Let me, may, I, may I submit to you, United Kingdom is in this state because of the blessing of God over this land. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I'm telling you. Ah, okay, but didn't God create everybody? Why are some people suffering? And why are, go and join them suffer. Before you start that kind of question. But, why are some people, there are things you do to trigger blessings, and I want to talk about that. So that first time, when God created man, he blessed him. And he, when he blessed, hey, Genesis 1, 28, Bible says that, and then God blessed them and said. There's always a correlation between blessing and declaration. Bible says that, and God blessed them and said, be Fruitful and multiply. See where prosperity is there from? The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. God bless them. See, when you are blessed, okay, now let's, I was trying to write something about a blessing. What is blessing? Blessing is like, watch this. Blessing is like, I wrote it in my notes myself. Blessing is like, an aura, okay? Let me read what I wrote because I, I kind of like what I wrote. <laughs> Blessing is an, an unseen atmosphere, often initiated or triggered by words. 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 Blessing is an unseen atmosphere, often initiated or often triggered by words. Okay, so it's an unseen atmosphere that attracts good to the subject of the blessing. Pastor, can you please come? So, this is a gentleman, and can you take your jacket off? If it's okay, okay. Blessing is, the blessing is like a coat you wear. It's, it's often triggered by pronouncements or words. So I speak blessings upon you Amen. and something comes upon you. But usually it's unseen. Unseen. So maybe when you came, you had pain in your leg or something, the blessing comes and still, you didn't have money before you came, your pocket was empty, your account was empty, it's the same. Tomorrow it may be the same. Next week it may be the same. Next year it may be changing. But by next five years, it's like you can't match where you used to be. To where, because, watch this, it's an unseen, unseen atmosphere that attracts. So, watch this. Say, you look like a good, very good person. All right? So, you are a good person. Say, I'm good. Say, I'm good. Say, I'm good. Um, okay. <laughs> they are all good, but, okay. Say, I'm good. Say, I'm good. Um, say I'm good. All right, now watch this. Say, come. The blessing, blessing is an unseen atmosphere that attracts good. Mm. So he passes here. If you are good, you follow. He passes here. Good just begins to follow him. Amen. Good just begins to follow him. Amen. 
Why? Because there is a blessing on him. Blessing attracts good. In the same way, curse. Mm. Curse attracts anything that must go wrong. Listen, if there's something you need in your life, looking at your background, you know your family members, you know the things that you've been through, you know the way things are. If there's something you should covet, you should des- desperately desire, is the blessing of God. Is the, ble- the blessing of God can change everything about your life, hands down. It's the blessing that makes people want to do things for you without knowing you. They don't know you. They, they said, no, I normally don't do it like this, but for some reason, I just want to do it for you. I don't know why. Ora Roberts, a man, God told him to build a university, Roberts University, years ago. A man came to, an, an unbeliever, he was asking for the money on TV, the preacher. I said, can you help me build this? Ora Roberts, the man traveled to come to his office, and they brought him at $10 million or $1 million years ago. He brought him, he said, listen, I came to see you. I, before I do anything, I want you to know I just don't like you. Wow. wow. I don't like you, but I can't have my peace. I, something is telling me I have to give you this $10 million. Wow. Here, I don't like you, but take it. I'm going. <laughs> Shout blessings! Shout blessings! You see, blessings is no respecter of persons. People have attended the best of schools and have had the, the worst of lives. Others have attended even no school and the worst of and have had the best of life. So don't tell me it's about your background. Your background sometimes play a role in your life, but blessings are stronger than your background. And some of you know how things work in your family. You know how sometimes people, people can rise and fall flat. They try and fail. They, everything they try. Listen, you can tell if you have just a little, if you just be rational and observe things, you can tell that it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. You, and you've already seen the signs happening. Sister, brother, run for your dear life. Where can I run to? Seek the blessing of God. Because the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, let me show you something. Say, you are good. You are good. You are good. Is that okay for you? You are good. <laughs> you are good. Don't worry, I'll mention you. Some of you don't want me to mention you. And you are good. The blessed man, can you just pass by this area? And let's see how good follows you. He's just going. Yeah, good, follow. Uh, good, just good. As soon as good sees him, good follows him. As soon as good sees him, good follows him. See, you are good, you are good. 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 Let's see, blessed man is working. Let's see how good follow, goodness follows him. Blessed man is working. You are good. Describing what's about to happen to you. I am describing what is about to happen to you. I am describing what is about to happen to you. I am describing what is about to happen to you. Listen, does it make sense when the Bible says that surely goodness and mercy? Put it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Put it on the screen. Psalm 
23, verse 5 and 6, particularly verse 6. Put it on the screen. You prepare? Verse 6. Let's read it out loud. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What are goodness and mercy supposed to do? You don't run after them. They follow They follow you. They follow you. Why? Because I am blessed. Watch this. He said, get, 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 get their words he used. He said, surely, that means without waste. You can't change it. No policy can change it. No government policy can change it. No enmity can change it. No dislike can change it. No accident can change it. He said this one is sure. Surely goodness and mercy. Wait, 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 wait. Do you know what mercy is? Mercy is don't give me what I deserve. So how many of you have made mistakes before? And you know you should have gone down. And for some reason, others made... Wait, wait. For some reason, others made the same mistake and lost their job without pay. You made that same mistake and you got promotion. Mercy is not fair. Goodness is not fair. Let me tell you something. Life in general is not fair. That's why you need the blessing. Now, he said, definitely, you can't change this. Goodness and mercy shall For how long? For how long? I can't hear you for how long? So, it's not a nine-day wonder. It's not for two weeks. Things were working for you for two weeks. Things were working for you for five years, and they stopped. No. Once you work under the blessing, they keep working for you. They keep following 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 you. It keep working for you. It keep working for you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. I can't hear you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I can't hear you. Goodness and mercy. Shall follow me all the days of my If you believe in the Lord and shall. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God. That's blessing. makes things work for you. It's not, it's intangible. You can't place your finger on it. You can't place your hand on it. It's, it's intangible. You understand what I'm saying? People can, they don't, this is, it's not slap on, it's not exterior, it's inside. And it's, 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 it's just, you sometimes,
Blessing is an atmosphere. And when you see someone has got a job, watch this, has got a house, has got a husband, has got a car, has got a wife, has got something that looks good, it's not the blessing, it's the effect of the blessing. It's the effect. So having a car is not a blessing. Having a house is not the blessing, but it's the effect. Because there are others who have got better cars and they are not blessed. So he says, Bible clearly says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no other blessings or other challenges, other riches come with a lot of sorrows. Things may look okay, but you are not happy. There are a lot of wealthy people who are very, very sad because they don't have answers to the bigger questions of life and situations are not in control. They may have money to sort out some things, but you know, not everything, money can solve everything. Money, money can buy you joy. Money can buy you love. There are people who have money, but they know there's all, the, all the people around them don't really love them. And they feel insecure. They feel worried. There are people with money but cannot sleep. So he said, no, if what you have came as a result of blessing, then he says, it adds no sorrow. I sleep well. I, I don't love sleep. Because if you love sleep, you will fail in life. I don't love sleep, but when I'm sleeping, I don't have problems sleeping. Oh, I just can't. I, I can't sleep here right now. I can't just. I, I don't have problems sleeping. And I can sleep soundly. Because the Bible said he, God gives his beloved sleep. Sleep is a blessing. If you are here and you have been suffering from insomnia, you are here, you have been suffering from sleeplessness due to depression, I command that that's, that sickness leaves you. I command your freedom. I declare you are free. I declare you are free. In the name of Jesus. That's our blessing. Blessing. Ah, I feel like preaching. So, so, Bible called, God, Bible said God called Abraham. And he said, Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. He said, Abraham, leave your mother's house, your father's house, and then into a place where I'll show you. And then verse 2 said, and I'll bless you. God is a, bless, a blesser. Is that, listen, God is a blesser. And when you serve God, he'll bless you. I said, when you serve God, he'll bless you. Did you hear the gentleman's testimony? There's this guy at his workplace who had just determined to frustrate him, make life hell for him. He said that morning when he got to work on Tuesday, the gentleman said, you, by the end of today's work, when office ends, that's your end in this company, his own, the gentleman's own, didn't even, the way the dead didn't end, he was out. The morning, is she understand what I'm saying? Listen, Joseph was sold out as a slave. He was sold into slavery by the people he trusted. They sold him out into slavery. He went to Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife lied on him. He was put in prison. And even in Potiphar's house, things were working because he was a blessed man. Now, let me show you something. In Genesis chapter 20, 39, verse 5, let's look at it on the screen because, oh, in fact, one of these days, we just have to have one whole day of word conference. Yes. Yes. One whole day. 
one whole day will teach, will break and teach, will break and teach and break. And. Because, you see, if the word can enter your system, That's Satan it. will back off. So it was from the time that he had made, uh, he, that Spotify had made Joseph him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Why? Wow. Hey. That, that thing was on him. You put him in charge and it's working. Some of you, certain companies will begin to beg for you to stay. Some people will say, oh, let's break our business partnership deal. And then they leave, nothing works again. They realize that they just made a big mistake. Because you carry a blessing. It's, 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 this, this, uh, what I'm talking about is not about wish. I wish. I, no, 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 no. It's a reality. That's what I'm teaching. It's a reality. God blessed Abraham. God, Isaac. Isaac went in the time of famine. God said, don't move. He stayed there. The Bible said, God blessed Isaac. He had so much in the same year of famine. Blessing, blessing is no respecter of conditions. It's Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26, verse, verse, verse 12. Bible says, and verse 1 says that severe famine in the land, as in the days of Abraham, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gaza. Look at verse 2. And God told Isaac, don't move. The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. So Isaac didn't go. He obeyed God and lived in the land. Dwell in the land and I will be with you and what? Bless you. Listen. Listen, some of you, I understand it's good to change your jobs, but you must realize that there's something stronger than a change of job. The blessing of God. The blessing of God. There's something stronger than a change of boyfriend or girlfriend. The blessing of God. There's something stronger than a change of houses or neighborhood. The blessing of God. And if the blessing of God is upon you, wherever you show up, goodness will follow you. Mercy will follow you. they may tell you, no, there's no goodness here for anybody. You say, don't worry, I came with my own. I didn't come alone. I, 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 I came loaded. I came loaded. Goodness and mercy are following me. I came loaded. I, shout, I am blessed. Please sit down. Let me just finish this thing. Pastor, these things are real. I know what it means to enjoy the blessing of God. I am blessed. Me? I am blessed. I am blessed. But now, it's enough. You've told us about the power of blessing. You must understand what it does so that you can begin to put your investments there. Because the dividends of blessing are enormous. So then, it is necessary to teach you what you miss if you miss out on a blessing. A young man. He was the next in line for the blessing. And he said, today, me, I'm hungry. I can't be bothered. Just forget about the be- blessing. Yeah. What is birthright? Forget about it. Give me the food to the eat. Pot. I think in Genesis chapter 25. And he ate and betrayed his, his birthright. Later on, he sought for it, but he didn't get it. Now, quickly, because of my time, let me quickly share with you five or six, if you want, I can do it seven. But let me do it five so that you can. <laughs> six ways 
to attract a blessing. Biblically proven methods to attract a blessing. Biblically proven. You give yourself to it. It's just like uh, they tell you, seven ways or surest way to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> Insanity. <laughs> By the time you realize your ties have become straight. All the, <laughs> all the undulate, undulating. <laughs> Why? Because they told you and you did it for, for a, a while, three months. Yeah. Three months you have you have trimmed all your dresses and your uh, clothes have become bigger suddenly but I realize I mean this is not personal but I realize that sometimes when you put on weight it comes with a lot of challenges you know yes, yeah, normal. oh there was a time I realized when I, I closed my bathroom but it was like someone is pulling me. The, the whole thing is tearing apart and then suddenly I realized I have to change my wardrobe, and I, them, it's a lot of money. Yes. How do I do that? Everything is not fitting. My neck was becoming bigger. All oh, my shirts. Hey, I can't close my. So no, no. I think you may not like it, but I think it's just responsible to watch your weight as an adult. you say that? How can you say that in church? Because aren't you looking for blessing? Yeah. <laughs> you have to live long to enjoy the blessing. Yeah. What kind of blessing? You have, you have bought a six bedroom house with a large swimming pool and everything and you, but you, you can't move. You, you can't move. No. You can't enjoy the blessing. So Please, in case it doesn't come across nice to you, it's not personal. Behave like you didn't even hear what I said. <laughs> Obviously, I'm telling you something that you know should be so. It's good for it to be emphasized. Because everybody, no, no, there are different body shapes. So that one, let's leave that. Let's not let the world deceive us to think you must be uh, 8, 10, 8, or oh, that. That's rubbish. But, but what I mean is, what I mean is healthy eating, okay? Some of us, there's so much fat. Yes, there's so much fat, so much fat in your system is bringing your, your uh, heart under strain. You understand that? We are praying. We're praying that thing will go, but you eat it back. <laughs> <laughs> Are you here with me? <laughs> next, next two years, I'll be speaking a bit more about. But now, God has not given me the release because people must gently slip out of it. Because our church is kind of young. If we don't help people to keep healthy, how can you say that? I'm, you know I'm saying the truth. But let's move on to the blessing. That's better for you, isn't it? What was I even talking about about the blessing? Number one. Number one. 
In Genesis chapter, let's look at Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am the blessed of the Lord. Oh, I didn't get a chance to. I would have read Deuteronomy for you to see how it says that blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall be your basket. When you are blessed, things just, just, it affects everything about you. Things just work in your favor. Blessed shall be your needing throw. Blessed shall be your body. Blessed shall be your children. Genesis, Genesis chapter, what does it say, 32? Verse Verse 25, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, this is talking about a man. Okay, let's go to verse 24. It makes a bit more sense. Genesis chapter, it says that, and Jacob was left alone, and, a man re- and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he was not, when he saw that he was not pre- prevailing against him, he touched the whole of his thigh, and the whole of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. Verse 26, and he said, let me go, for the day breaks and he uh, and Jacob and he said, I, Jacob said, I will not let you go except what thou bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? He said, Your name, my name is Jacob. Then he went on to say, Your name shall no more call Jacob, shall Israel, for you rest of God. And, and Jacob asked him, What's your name? He said, There's no point I tell you my name. And then uh, he, he left. He left. How did he get a blessing? Because he desired it. You have to desire it. Listen, many people have been deceived to think blessing just happens. No, blessing doesn't just happen. Blessing doesn't just happen. For you to have a nice smell of, let's say, wood or something, you have to actually... Expose yourself to something. You can't wake up one morning and then you smell so nice. <laughs> blessing, listen, blessing doesn't just happen. People must trigger it. Oh, yeah, there is the abiding blessing. There is the general blessing and personal blessing. The abiding blessing, the general blessing is the one God said and God blessed them. That is why human beings are able to control things. That's why we're able to even tame lions. That's why we're able to go to space. That's why we're able to do all kinds. Because we are blessed naturally. But now when he talks about personal blessing, for blessings begin to manifest in your life personally, there are things you have to do. Because blessing never happens by accident. So, number one, how do you receive blessing? Number one, you, you have to desire it. Jacob said, I won't let you go. God, whatever it takes for me to. That is why when his brother told him that give me the food to eat, he said, no, you have to give me the blessing, the birthright. Because Jacob from childhood has always targeted the blessing. He has desired it. He has desired it. Listen, I found out that in working with God, God reacts to desire. God reacts to desire. God react. Did you hear what I said? He says that when you pray, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, prayer even should be an offshoot of desire. God reacts to desire. He doesn't just do anything because he's almighty God. No. That's, that's, That's religious notion or mindset or religious ideology about God. 
God doesn't do things because someone is there and something needs to be done. God is not Santa Claus. God is not Santa Claus. God is not Santa Claus. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near. So until you take the responsibility of pursuing God or the responsibility to pursue God, you, your conditions remain the way it is and God is not under obligation to do anything. Not that he doesn't want to do it. He would love to do it, but he's a gentleman. He won't force himself into your life. God will not invade people's life. He never does. Satan, guarantee, he will do it. He will do, I mean, he will do it. He will do it, whether you like it or not. By the time you realize, things are going out of order in your life. So, how do you, how do you procure blessings? One, desire. Someone say desire. desire. I can't hear you say desire. desire. Louder. There is, a, there is a gentleman who came to God in prayer and first, there's a Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10, his name is called Jabez. Jabez. One of the people who were blessed. He, got, he was blessed, but how did, he, how did he get it? How did it happen? In first Chronicles chapter 4 verse, verse 10, Bible says that, and Jabez prayed. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless. Start with the blessing. Start with the desire for the blessing. Are you here with me? Please, instead of, instead of becoming so much full of yourself, of I think, I think, I think, you better start to desire the blessing. It will save a lot of things around you. Because some of us, things are breaking down all around us, and we are so caught up in our opinions and our, in our feelings and our ideologies. I don't care if God, God must do this for me. And can't you see that things are collapsing around you? Can't you see that your life is sinking in spite of the money, in spite of the job, in spite of who promised you that will help you? So, please desire. Jabez prayed and said, Oh, Oh, you know, when he was born, his, the condition surrounding his birth was very miserable. And it was showing up in his future. And he didn't like it. And so he prayed. He called on God of Israel. And the first thing he asked, he said, Oh, that thou bless me indeed. And then the resultant effect, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil. These are all contents of the blessing. Desire. Number two, how do you provoke blessing? Hmm. I want you to find it out for yourself from the text we are about to read. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 3. No, sorry, verse 1 and 2. Let's, let's do verse 1 and 2. We are all going to read it, and you will tell me how blessing can come on your life from the text. Is that Okay. So that I don't have to be telling you, you have to find out for yourself. All right, let's get ready to read. Let's go. Now, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2 And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey the voice of the How does blessing come upon you and overtake you? 
I'm about to make a statement. Some of us are too smart to be blessed. Because you can't obey anybody. The reason why people say there is no God is because of this thing. Because if you say there is God, then you have to answer this question. You have to deal with this bit. And religion has made it so demanding that people think God can't accept him because I'm so bad, I can't do this. No, no, sir. This kind of God, I, can't, I, I, I need my peace. So let me assume he's not there. The argue, I always say this, I will never stop. The argument, okay, atheism, atheism is not an intellectual argument. Because if you can think carefully, you realize that there, is, there are issues in life which science cannot, just what human mind can see, cannot answer. There are bigger issues in life that transcend human knowledge and human level. There's something. There is something. They could say, I, I know there's something, but me, I just, I just don't want to call it something. I want to call it a, 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 a big bang. We came to your room. Your room is nightly organized. And you say, what happened? Oh, something just, a bomb dropped here and everything fell in, in order. And that's kind of imbecile. That's, that's bizarre. Preposterous to think that there, shall, there will be a blast and suddenly everything is in order. Like a, a printing press. You go to a printing press and then it's like there was a bomb in the printing press during the Second World War and suddenly we had the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's actually practically absurd. So the reason why people, so atheism is not an intellectual argument, it's a moral argument. Because if I say there is God, then that means that I have to obey. So God said, watch this. If, and this, if you, um, no, 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 yeah. So the, these blessings, they don't just follow you. I, I like blessings to follow me, but I prefer them to overtake me. Before I get to next year, blessings have gone ahead of us. Uh, there are some of you here, there are some of you here, you are not married yet. Before you marry, your marriage is blessed. You shall have a stress-free marriage. You shall have a divorce-free marriage. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. Listen, 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 listen. Which one do you prefer? Sudden medical attack. Suddenly they said there's a problem with your heart. They have to cut something out or your liver. You know. People are walking here, they don't know what next month the doctors will tell you you've got. I'm telling you, you are living, most people live by chance. But when you walk under the blessing, no doctor, where, where, where? I am blessed, my health is blessed. My health is blessed. My health is blessed. My children are blessed. My family is blessed. Shall I am blessed. Please sit down. Uh, oh, but as for me, I don't believe in this kind of things. Oh, no problem. It does not affect me. If you choose not to bask in the sun, it does not affect those of us who choose to bask in the sun. Wow. 
If you choose not to drive on the M25, does it affect those of us who want to drive? It even makes it easier. So, say obedience. In James 1.25, it says that, get this, brothers and sisters. James said, by he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. That's the word of God, okay? This is what is called the perfect law of liberty. It's the law of no bondage, but law of liberty. To set you free. To set you free from that stress. To set you free from that harassment over your life. Telling you. People go through all kinds of things. You don't have a clue. People go through things. But there is power in the name of Jesus to set you free. To set you free. There are people who live their lives every day under threat, full of fear. Not knowing what's about to happen. Some of the people, there are people who are seated here who have been made to believe by, by situations that you can die at any time. Me? Hey. No, no, no. Death, death knows me. He can't stay near me. I'm telling you. I, 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 even if I'm a plane and there's a bomb on it, the bomb cannot go off because I'm here. But why are you saying what? If you knew what I knew, you would say, you would talk the way I talk. I'm talking as a blessed man. Now, this is different from positive confession. I'm talking based on what I found in the word of God and I'm living my life and it's working. It's working. It is foolishness to be shameful of what is gainful. It's foolishness. Can I say that again? Papa says, it's foolishness to be shameful of what is gainful. The word is gainful and it's been working for me. And it will work for you. Amen. He said, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and c- continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but what? Doer of the work. Work, work. This, this one, and the one is talking about he who. This he who is this one. This he who will be blessed in what he does. How do you attract blessing? Obedience to God's word. Grab God's word. Live by it. God came to Isaac. He says, didn't I tell you that if you stay in this land, I'll bless you? He says, stay in this land and I'll bless you. I'll bless you. Genesis chapter 26, verse 2, verse 3, verse 12, and verse 13. He says, stay in this land. Look at verse 12. Genesis 26, verse 12. He says, stay in this land. He said, the Isaac sowed in the land and reaped the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Look at verse 13, the result of the blessing. That's what's going to happen to somebody. Is it okay if we read it together? Let's read it. Let's go. One more time. Now, do me a favor. I want you to put your name there. Put yourself there. And I'm beginning to prosper. And I'll continue to prosper until I become very great. Let's do it together. It says, let me say it. And he said after me. He said, this is what we go to. I, I have begun to prosper. And I'll continue prospering until I become very prosperous. Let's go. I have begun to prosper. I will continue prospering until I become very prosperous. One more time. Say it for yourself. I 
sit down, sit down, sit down. Let me finish this. So you realize, you realize that Isaac obeyed God. God said, don't go. And he didn't go. And so he started prospering. In the same land of famine, he was prospering. How did it happen? No, famine means austerity. But he stayed because he obeyed God. He didn't suffer austerity. He enjoyed prosperity. Instead of austerity, he enjoyed prosperity because he obeyed. Listen, you want blessing? Learn how to obey the voice of God. Get the word. Oh, but God hasn't said anything. The word has told you enough. Find out what the word of God says. Obey it and you're on the highway of blessing. Say amen. I think I'll choose to give you one more because of time. Oh, okay, two, two brief ones. The, the, the third one and the fourth one will be very brief. The third one. How do you contact blessing? So number one is what? Desire. Number two, obedience. Number three, spiritual authority. Come This is serious. Spiritual authority. So many people don't know. One of the jobs of, of the priest is to bless people. Numbers chapter 6, verse 23. He said, tell Aaron that this is how he would... Numbers, Numbers 6, 23. Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, bless them. And I said, you say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord... See? See, so watch this, watch this. God wants to bless someone and keep them. God wants to cause his face to shine on them. But he says that I have left the responsibility to the priest because blessing works with declaration. Because the first time the Bible said, and God blessed them and said. Blessing goes with speaking, okay? Blessing, actually, you, you, you the Greek word, eulogia. Eulogia, that's where we get the word eulogy, eulogy, well speaking. So when eulogy, you know, when someone dies and you have to, that's, you, you speak well. You don't say anything bad. Yeah. Eulogy. Okay. So eulogia is the Greek word for blessing. And so blessing is actually well speaking of. So blessing is actually triggered while speaking. It's not the sign of the cross that brings blessing. Listen, it's not the sign of the, or it's not when someone says, bless ya, bless ya, and bless ya, and bless ya. <laughs> I didn't say entry. I said entry. <laughs> All right. That's not how blessing comes. But blessing comes the way you have to desire. Number two, you have to, you have to obey God's word. Number three, you have to expose yourself to a spiritual authority to speak. Watch this. Bible says that Abraham, when he came back from the slaughter of the kings, he met Melchizedek. The first time someone was blessed by another person in the Bible was Abraham and Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the high priest. Genesis chapter 14. Look at it. Verse 18. Let's run through this quickly because of my time. I want you to understand. Because you see, your comprehension is what determines what you enjoy in life. It is what you don't know that is killing you. He says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and the priest of, so he was the priest of the Most High. He was, say, priest. Who is Melchizedek? He was priest and he was king. And what did he do? Verse 19. Look at verse 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham. He blessed him and said. He blessed him and said. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of most high God. The possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. Verse 20. And blessed be God the most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And, he, and Abraham gave him tithe. 
I know it will go quite definitely. Amen. Abraham gave him tithe. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. It says, and this Melchizedek, and this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. Now look at verse 6 of the same verse, chapter. Verse 6, quickly. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them, received tithe from Abraham and blessed. So you know what he did? He met Abraham. Let's say your pen is tithe. He received the tithe and blessed him. Melchizedek. And now the priest we have is not after the order of Aaron. It's not Aaronic priesthood. It's Melchizedekan priesthood. It's the priesthood that blesses. So he met, and watch this. Look at the next verse. Hebrews 7, 7. Nice text to remember. Hebrews 7, 7. You know, 7, 7. Strong text. Never forget this. Sometimes I see people, and I'm in my, in my capacity as a pastor of a church. Let's say Kofi is my church member, which he is. And I see you, and I say, Kofi, God bless you. And I say, God bless you too. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Out of a good heart. But listen, beyond all controversy, the lesser is blessed by the better. Spiritually, people in high office bless people. So it's a blessing. If your pastor or your priest shakes your hand and he says, God bless you, it carries weight. Amen. Amen. It carries weight. Amen. So he said, Amen. say to Aaron, this is how you should put my name on the people. Amen. Put my name on the people. It's there. This is how you should, and you put my name on them. How do you do it? He said, speak to Aaron and his son, saying, this is the way you should bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord, go to, the Lord bless you and keep you. Go to the next verse, quickly. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious. Go to the next verse. The Lord lift up his castle upon you and, be, and give you peace. Now look at verse 27. So shall they put my name on the children. Who is doing that? It's the priest. Yeah. Putting God's name. So wherever you go, you, are, you have a tag spiritually. There's a tag of God upon your life. Why? Because your priest has blessed you. When um, Isaac was about to die, he said, the patriarchal blessing I'm carrying, it must go on. But, it, oh, but someone, this argument, but it can go on naturally. No, it doesn't come. Blessings don't just happen automatically. It must be triggered or someone must speak it out. Isaac, in Genesis chapter 25, called his first son, Esau, who naturally was supposed to have the blessing. Hmm. Hmm. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. One of the things you have to realize, I have to chip this in because I was going, I'm not going to cover it, but let me chip it in. Listen, never underestimate the power of a father's, father's blessing. Mother's is good. A father's blessing is the order of God. God told Rebecca, the mother of the, God told Rebecca, the older shall serve the younger. The father never knew this. And when it was time for the blessing to turn, why didn't Rebecca, who carried them in the womb? She should have transferred the blessing, but she didn't have what it took. It was the father who had to speak the blessing upon him. Genesis chapter 27, bring me some, verse 1 and 2. He called his son Esau, and he said, bring me. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, that he called Esau, his oldest, eldest son, and said to him, verse 2, the next, the next verse, then he said, Behold, now I'm old, and now, uh, and, and do not know the day of my death. Uh, that means I can die any moment from now. But I have to issue a blessing. May I say this? Fathers, those of us who are fathers, please bless your children. Amen. 
Speak over your children's life. Don't just hang around. Now, let me tell you, you don't... <laughs> you, you, your father doesn't have to be spiritual. When he speaks a blessing over your life, it carries some weight. Those of you who are fighting with your father, your daddies. Yeah, I know he has been an irresponsible man, but he carries the blessing for your life. Carry the blessing for your life. The last thing you should do is to have a bitter quarrel with your father. It will shorten your lifespan. It's a big mistake. Blessing of a father. As I'm doing this, I have the blessing of my father. Before he died, he blessed me that my desire, son, is that you preach the gospel. I have the blessing of my father. Yes, sometimes the father's will and mother's parents' desire will conflict the purpose of God. Stay with God and God will sort that out. But never pick quarrel. Don't fight a parent. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Quickly. So Isaac, Isaac said, come, come. I need to bless you. Look at verse 3. He said, cook me something. Do you have to eat before he bless me? You see, he said, make God some food to eat. Did he say that? Make me savory food, such as I, the one I really love. And... <sighs> Why? Watch this. Why? Watch and bring it to me that I may eat. Watch this. And not, my, not just my thinking, just my, my, my belly. My, something has touched me. Something has provoked me because what you did for me has moved me. I love it and out of it. That is why the Bible says that if you, if you make your spiritual leaders work difficult, it's not a blessing. Yes, it's, it's, some people don't know it's in the Bible. Can I show you? Uh, you want to know? Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. So those of us who don't know these things. See, he said, hey, did you see that word? There was the first word. This is in the Bible, okay? Obey. Those who have rule over you. That's talking about in the church. And be submissive. For they watch out for what? Your soul. Not your suit. Your soul. They watch out for your soul as those who must give. I have to give an account to God. That's why you can't just be coming, coming around and you haven't gone through the process and you just call yourself a church member. No. We must know you are one of us so we know we cover you. We are accountable for you. Yeah. It's very important. And it says, for they... For as those who must give account, watch this, watch this, let them pastor you with joy and not with grief. Why? For that will not be, that will be unprofitable for you. If you, if you give your spiritual leaders heartache, if you give your cell leader heartache, you give your pastors heartache. But they don't have a choice because they are people of God. They can't fight against you. They can't uh, bear grudges against you. So they will do it. He said, it's not profitable for you. This is a spiritual law. There's a lot. See, there are a lot of things in here. Yeah. People die as victims because they break certain principles. And they are fasting. <laughs> see, it's not everything prayer can take care of. Your prayers can take care of. It's not everything your prayers can take You can't pray some things away. You can't pray some things away. You understand it one day. It's interesting. The, one of the work of a priest, a man of God, is to issue blessings. Listen, it's my culture and it's my custom. 
There's never a time I meet a man of God who is senior to me and I don't request prayer. Last Friday, I was, was it Friday or Thursday? I was with one. I was, we were sitting in a hotel lobby and I normally go with something that can make, can bless him. Maybe he's far richer, better than me, but something that means a lot to me, I can give to him. I go and give it to him. I went and gave it to the man of God. That's, that's my culture. Everywhere I go, every man of God I deal with, I went to him and I gave it to him. He said, oh, David, God bless you. He held my hands and he started praying for me. And he held my We are sitting in the lobby, sitting there. I can't do that. I went down my knees. I knelt down. Please bless me. I need it. I may look funny, but it doesn't matter. Later on, I will look wonderful. I knelt down. He prayed with me. Last week, two weeks, I was with this great servant of God. Senior, most big international man of God. I have, his, I have access. It's not, it's not the celebrity status around him that moves me. But it's the, the blessing he carries that I need. The blessing. I, I said, sir, can, can you just pray? He started praying with me. I knelt down in his office. He laid his hands on me and spoke blessings. Oh, spoke blessings. So if you fight me, you fight me. You have to fight that thing on him. Yeah. Because what is behind me is stronger than me. If you stay under pastoral blessing, when things decide to fight you, they, may come, they have to come to us. Because those, what, those of us who are behind you are stronger than you yourself. They may have to come to us. But if you are like a headless chicken, you, you, can, you, are, you can be victimized any day. Any day. By any, any arrow that is flying by day or by pestilence by night. When there's an outbreak of diseases, I, may I tell you this? It can never come near me. No, 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 no. I, uh, why are you saying that? I'm saying that because I'm blessed. I'm telling you. And the, the, the sources I'm connected to, they are stronger than you can imagine. I'm talking about international global powers behind me. Behind this young, small boy you see here. International global powers. Not because they give me, none of them have given me a dime and I don't need it. The blessing is stronger than money. I go and honor them with what I have. So um, Isaac said, bring me, you bring it to me and so that I can bless you in return. Die, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. Let me finish this thing. Listen. So, the priests or spiritual authority carry what it takes to release blessings. To release blessings. Even spiritual authority that you think have not heard from God well, because of the seat they occupy spiritually, when they speak, like, I'll give you a typical example. Isaac blessed Jacob, thinking it was Esau. So, it can be said, he blessed Jacob by mistake. But because he ate the food and he emptied himself, he poured it on the man, even though he shouldn't have given it to him. He poured it on him, he meant it. And the thing happened. Because he was, at, at that moment, he had entered into a patriarchal office to issue out the covenant blessing that came from Abraham, passing through him to Jacob or to the next generation. He issued it out to the wrong person in his mind. But that was God's choice anyway. And it happened. Spiritual authority. Last point here. How do you provoke blessings? The people you hang out around with. Your association. 
Your association will determine when you will die. Association. Some of you got to change some friends. They are always talking against men of God. They are always talking against churches. They are always talking against the principles you know God has shown you to walk by. Please, be wise. Change allegiance. Change alliance. Change association. And save your life. Because. Oh, thank you, thank you. But let me finish this. Because. Because. The Bible says God called Abraham. And Lot also went with him. He never called Lot. He actually told him, leave your father's house. So he should have left Lot, but Lot went with him. Genesis chapter 13, verse 5. And Bible says, and Abraham became great in a lot of things. And look at verse 5. Lot also. Say Lot also. Lot. Say Lot also. Lot. I can't hear you. Lot also. I didn't say not also. Lot also. Lot also. <laughs> Also, who went with him had flocks and heads. Why? The blessing is contagious. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. He said, ah. Let's all read Genesis 12, 3. That's my last text, possibly. Are you ready? Let's go. God said, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who bless you. Did you see that? When people bless you, he said, me, I will bless them. Because you are my object of blessing. If they curse you, I will curse them. So when you, when, when you honor who God chooses to honor, heaven will honor you. Amen. When you bless who God chooses to bless, heaven will bless you. Amen. Maybe your wife speaks negative. Your husband speaks negative about men of God, about uh, boys of God, or about, <laughs> about church. Please, start fasting and praying, not about your breakthrough, about that thing that's about to break you down. So that God can change her perception. And educate her or educate him. Because when you hang around someone who is attracting a blessing, it's coming on you. Amen. Association. Did you hear that gentleman's testimony? Write to your feet, sir. Is it Charles? Yes. He said, how long have you been in this church? Uh, for six weeks. Six weeks now. Did you hear the testimony? He said, he's been in this church for only six weeks. And the number of things that are happening in his life. Amen. Association. You heard, thank you, please sit down. You heard Auntie Monica. She said, since she came to this church, listen, there is power in association. Yes. There is power. There is power. Even the church you attend will determine when you can die. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. These are things that people must know. When you know these things, you don't become a cheap victim in life. He said, since I started working, I started coming to, some of you, there are so many of you here, you have more testimonies about since you started coming to this church, things have just started working for you. Just working for you. Just working for you. Just working for you. You can't be, as, you can't be walking with elephants and eat the food of rabbits. <laughs> no, no, no. When you fly with eagles, you don't eat the food of turkeys. You eat what eagles eat. When you walk with elephants, you eat what elephants eat. You may be an antelope, but you have the privilege of eating what elephants eat because you, you, you fraternize with elephants. Yes, your association, your fraternity, your alliance. 
Some of us have aligned and affiliated ourselves with people who, who don't like the things of God and who don't do the things of God. No, this is you are in a church and you have strong alliance with people who are outside of the church who don't like the church. You will understand why your blessing can show. These are deep spiritual realities. Deep spiritual realities. Try it and see. It works like fire. Fire. Association. Association. Say association. association. So how do you provoke blessing? Number one, desire. desire. Number two, obedience. obedience. Number three, authority. authority. Number four, association. Number five, let me just throw it as a first Chronicles chapter 13, verse 14. Now to remember, isn't it? 13, 14. First Chronicles 13, 14. I won't say much about it, but you will know what it means. First Chronicles 13, 14. First Chronicles 13, 14. 13, 14 of First Chronicles. First Chronicles 13, 14. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obedidom in his house three months. And what happened? I don't hear your name. And what happened? And all that he had. The Lord blessed. The same text is in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. Bible says, and the Lord blessed Obedidom because of the ark that was in his house. Chapter 6, verse 12 of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. You, you, that's okay. It says that. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom. Why? And all that belongs to him. Why? Watch this. God bless who? Was he blessed alone? Who else? And what? See, association? See, association. When the blessing is coming, it comes on you and the people around you. Why? Because of the ark. Now, what's the ark? The act signifies the move of God, the work of God. Some of you don't have any investment in God's work. All your energy is reserved to you and your profession. So, Bible says, God bless some people because of their connection to the Ark of the Covenant. Please, may I advise you? Find something to do in God's house. God is not looking for your money. He wants your heart. If you have strength, use the sum of the strength to do God's work. If you have intelligence, use some of the intelligence to, this is how to provoke blessing. The reason why United Kingdom is blessed is the fathers of this country, they labored, they, the sacrifices for the kingdom of God, for the church. That's why UK, there's no community without a church building. They labored, they labored, traveling, risking their lives into unknown territories in Africa, in Asia, just not for, not for slave trade, don't be deceived. Traders went on their backs, but most of them went genuinely for missions work. They went, some of them went with their coffins because they knew they are not. They are not. There was one man called Count Zinzendorf. Count Zinzendorf was a prince. Was a, lived. There's a man called um, Pentecost of Pentecost. James Macion from Scotland went to live in Ghana. With his wife, they decided not to have a child so they can just do the work of God. Today, they don't have natural, they didn't have natural children, but that church they birthed had over how many million? 2.5 million members. One of the most thriving Pentecostal churches in Africa, in Ghana, is Church of Pentecost by James Macion, 
When you talk about Salvation Army, William Booth and Catherine Booth, these guys have labored. So it won't be surprising their nieces, their nephews, their children, their grandchildren. The land is blessed, though. This land, this land is blessed. Why? Because of the sacrifices of their forefathers. That is why at a point in time, even the monarch was supposed to be the defender of the faith, which still is supposed to be the defender of the faith. The faith was so much part of the, the, the Christian fab, the fabric of the society was Christianity. Because some fathers labored, hazarded their lives, risked their lives, left their families. And today, UK is enjoying this blessing. America is so blessed because America was founded by missionaries. Missionaries. And they sponsored the gospel more than any nation in the world at the moment. There's no nation that sponsors Christian gospel, Christian work more than America. And see, there's something about God's work. God has never been in need. He doesn't need your money. Even to give your tithe is a struggle. To give offering is a struggle. God has never been in need. His work will go on. Look at where we are today. With your involvement with God, God will still work and do his work. Are you listening to me? I see blessings coming upon you. I see blessings coming upon you. I see blessings coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. I declare you are blessed. I declare you are blessed. I declare you are blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, please take your seats. We are about to close now. Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. The Bible says that Christ became a curse on the tree for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles also. So then, if you, don't, if you are not in Christ, the actual blessing can show up on your life. Blessed be the God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Blessings start in Christ. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you are here. You want to say, Pastor, I need you to pray with me because I want to start the work. A full work serving God in spirit and in truth so that I can really be entitled to all blessings from above over my life. The greatest blessing is Jesus Christ. Maybe you are here. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus so I can start enjoying the true blessing of God. I want to walk, serve God in spirit and in truth. I want to be a genuine worshiper. But as a sign of genuineness and openness of heart and surrenderance and obedience, if you can lift up your two hands as a sign of obedience, and surrenderance to Jesus. And say this meaning from your heart. Say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I've sinned against you. But I believe you died on the cross to save me from my sins. You, only you, only you can help me. And I come before you and I ask you, forgive me for my sins. Wash me with your blood. From today, I make a commitment that I will live for you. I will walk with you. I will serve you. I open up my heart for you. Come and live in my life. Make me your own. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for this wonderful brothers and sisters who have made this unique, most important decision for heaven to be in their lives. I pray for them. As the priest over this assignment, I speak a blessing upon their, their lives, blessing upon their homes, 
blessing upon their health, above all, blessing upon their work with you, that they will be able to make a difference in the body of Christ and in, in this generation. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.